Welcome to Las Jefas Radio. We are your hosts, Patty Delgado and Lucia Rios, a podcast where we share the highs and lows of being a Latina entrepreneur. So join us while we redefine what it means to be a boss. Las Jefas! Welcome back, Jefas. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know we're like classically late to the party, but fashionably oh yeah fashionably late that's the term (laughs) um we are so 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 sorry for not putting out an episode last week as intended um just had a couple of hiccups patty's been under the weather um i have kiddos and valentine's day totally threw me off and then i had cookie con and it's just been crazy so we're going to be better, I think. We're going to try to be better. We're going to do better. We are going to do better. We actually, Patty has got us a really, really amazing spot to record at. Um, it's at Espacio 1839. And so we're going to be recording here now. So it's kind of like we have to come and show up. Otherwise, mm-hmm. Big shout out to Espacio for letting shout us out. use the space. So this um, introduction is being recorded here but the actual episode was recorded at another space um so that's why you might hear a little change of the quality of sound but that's not to say that we still don't have a really good episode lined up for you guys um we actually brought on a really awesome jefa her name is karina and you would know her from her brand viva los cupcakes which is a cupcake line cupcake company i don't know if you would call it a you know her cupcake company um, and it's all of her flavors. All of her flavors are Mexican flavored, Mexican taste inspired cupcakes. So we're really excited because that's just an example of being a, a meaningful specific or being a niche in whatever field that you're in and thriving in that, in that niche and not, you know, kind of generalizing yourself in order to become successful. Yeah, Karina's so badass. Like, she pulls so much inspiration from her culture, from her childhood. And what's even so cool about Karina is, like, she's not a traditional chef. Like, she didn't study culinary arts, right? Right, she didn't. She just liked making cupcakes and decided to turn it into a business. Yeah, she's so, 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 so cool. And she bakes all her cupcakes, I think, from her parents' house. What? She has a kitchen now that she rents out, but that's how oh, it okay. started. No, no, no. It totally started just like, I'm going to make cupcakes at my parents' house, and I'm going to do... What was her first one? Was it tamal? Uh, tamal de elote? Mm-hmm. Which sounds amazing. Yeah. She makes, like, the Conchita cupcakes. The creator of the Conchita yeah, cupcakes. Yeah, the founder. <laughs> the original. So we want to give her those props because... She created something that, at least in L.A., is super iconic. Like, when you see a Conchita cupcake, you think Viva Los Cupcakes. Mm Because this is something that she, like, took as an iconic, you know, uh, Mexican treat, dessert. Everyone knows what a concha is. And she took it and she transformed it into a cupcake, which has now become, like, an iconic symbol for her business. Totally. Um, So, I just love that she, she was able to really just hone in and celebrate her culture through her craft yeah she's awesome and i hope you guys really enjoyed this episode yeah and so here we go we've got karina from viva los cupcakes and this is our second episode and we have our very first guest we have karina from viva los cupcakes hi guys thank you for having me thank you so much for coming and bringing 
some special guests here. <laughs> Cora, right? Yes, baby Cora is here. She's, she's sleeping. So cute. Karina just had her baby. Like she's seven, seven weeks. Seven weeks. Wow. She's beautiful. We out working. Working she's, girls. She's <laughs> beautiful, moms. guys. If you Thank don't you. already can we can we shout out or like your piñata life thing? Oh sure. sure. Oh my god, I don't know if you want that private. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's not private. <laughs> um Piñata Life. The Piñata The Piñata Life. The Piñata Life is like uh like her their personal, personal Instagram. Instagram, but you can see all her mompreneur <laughs> stuff there and be- beautiful Cora, oh, baby thank Cora. You. And I'm just excited for you cuz <laughs> I love working moms. Cuz I am a working mom. Um so any hey, any hey, anyway, we're Happy to have Karina because we are big fans of her business and her delicious cupcakes. But also, I'm a big fan of you as a person. And I think we are going to have a really great episode to share. So, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about what you did before Viva Los Cupcakes. Before Viva Los Cupcakes, uh, I worked... Right before, I worked in uh, corporate apparel. Mm. Um, I work for some of like a designer jean company and a big women's fashion line, uh, designer fashion line, but it was desk work. Yeah. It was, it was cubicle work. It was paper pushing. I hated it. I hated it so much. The only perks of that job were the employee discounts yeah. and we can go <laughs> shopping during, during lunch because they have an employee store and things like that. Let me ask but, you something about that. Cause you yeah. seem like you really hated being behind the desk in like corporate job. Did you always kind of know that you were not going to be destined to, like, live out the rest of your career in an office? I had the same thing, too. (laughs) I always kind of, like, I grew up, I'm never going to work in an office. I just could not sit still. So, like, were you always like that? Well, yes, but I also come from a family of restaurant owners. Okay, okay. So, I grew up in a restaurant, and I I was a kid um, until I was 12, but, you know, I... I was there, so I, I was the one, like, cleaning tables, like, bussing tables mm-hmm. so I could make five bucks or whatever, washing dishes. So I that entrepreneurial, it's it's in my blood somehow, even though I ignore it. I ignored it for a while. Yeah. Um, but I've always been someone that likes to make things. Cool. And Crafty. I tell you, my brain never stops with ideas of things I should be doing or could be doing or... So, yeah, I knew. It's, you know, it's just one of those things, like, I just happened to, I need a job. So I ended up working those desk jobs, and I mean the pay was good, you know. So I hated it, but it was a good pay where I can travel the world, which I did. That was like my my outlet. Aside from I need to do something creative, which is really how Viva Los Cupcakes came out, came about, was just being bored at my desk job and hating it, and saying <laughs> I need to make something with my hands. Yeah. Um. So you've always been crafty and like into creating things and you've always been into food so you're like a foodie yeah oh, i'm a total foodie you guys and a sweet tooth so my mom is a sweet tooth that's where we get it from so she's always baked she's always made like i remember my brother and i waking up on like weekend mornings waking up because the house the entire house smelled really rich like chocolate wow. and she was making brownies and that's that's how we woke up like the smell, you know, you're you're what sleeping, a childhood. The sleeping and a smell like starts making your stomach growl. Oh so uh-huh. that's how you wake up because your stomach's growling. I'm you're getting like, that oh my feeling gosh. right now. It smells just like chocolate. To so you just woke up it. from a dream to another dream, yes. basically <laughs> to a chocolate brownie dream. 
That's, that's my mom. so dumb. And my mom's excuse a lot of the times is, um, oh, I, you know, I, I'm making baked potatoes in the oven, but there's so much free space. I have to put brownies in there. I love it. You know, it's like, how am I going to misuse the space in the I oven? I like her so reasoning. She puts, so she put in cookies or brownies True. or whatever. I'm down with your mom. True. I like that. Or she'll buy strawberries and she'll say, well, I have to make, you know, chocolate, uh, fondant, fondant, uh, chocolate fudge because... She says, you know, oh, strawberries are too tart. I have to make chocolate with it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty terrible. <laughs> she's I terrible. love it, though. But that's where I get it from. And I, I'm just, I'm a good, I've always been a good eater. You know, I, I like food. That's awesome. Yeah. That wow. is so awesome. <laughs> so, like, one day you were bored at work or really yes. frustrated. And you're like, I just need to make some things. Yeah. You went home and made cupcakes? Pretty much. I, you know what? I remember going home, you know, 5 p.m. or whatever, getting home and just feeling like the day's not over. Like, it's so early. It's 5, 6 p.m. and just feeling like I'm bored. Like, I should be doing something. And um, But also, um, I just hated, you know, it was like going, it was like computer work and lots of numbers mm-hmm. and reports. Oh, I Ugh, Do you feel like stuff. you zone out kind of from all of that when you're baking? Oh, sure. Baking I, is so therapeutic. Yeah. And there's even, um, like, studies out there. Yeah. That says that it's such a therapy. Also, not just the the process of creating something, but it's immediate reward because when you present it to someone. Yeah. It lights up their face or makes it feel better or, That's you know, enjoy. That's how I feel about cooking. Exactly. So yeah. it's, it's that like immediate it. reward you get from making someone else happy, but mm-hmm. also the process of creating mm-hmm. and making it with your hands. But, yeah, I pretty much went home one day, and, uh, I mean, this was the end of 2008, so the cupcake craze at the time was still really strong. Like, that was a time where, like, there was a cupcake shop on every corner. Mm -hmm. But it was, like, your typical cupcakes. It was, like, chocolate, peanut butter, you know, red velvet was the wildest one. Do you remember what the first one was that you made? Yeah. Like, the first? Yeah. What Um, was it? The very first one I made was tamal de piña. Wow. Because that's what I grew up with. I grew up with tamales de piña, like the uh-huh. sweet ones or you that know, makes raisins, sense pasitas con canela. Yeah, and I, because when I started, I just started, I remember it was Halloween. It was the end of 2009, and uh, it was October. And I was like, oh, I should just bring cupcakes for the office, you know, Halloween. So I made spider cupcakes. Um, and then I just started getting more into it and I started making those really decorated cupcakes like for kids parties Mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm. but that would take me hours hours and it's not that well paid because people expect a lot and they expect like Costco prices right right it's Mm -hmm. like no I I'm not a big corporation you know yeah so but then I also noticed a lot of people do that a lot of people do that and I said well you know I'm spending a lot of time on this I should do something different what do I know? What? How can I stand out? Because there were so many cupcakes out there and all these basic flavors that I'm talking about. Um, well, me? I know Mexican food. Me? And me? I just started a brainstorm for them. Like, I literally still have my notebook from that first brainstorm oh. when I wrote down, like, every memory, every childhood memory, because I grew up in Mexico, every childhood memory of, like, everything sweet, dessert, candy, or even food that... I could think of. Wow. That you that, think you could translate like, into oh, a cupcake? yes, I could make this into a cupcake. Ah, I still have it. So the very first one I made was a tamal de piña because 
uh, when when in that brainstorm, I was like, well, tamales are really cakes, but they're steamed, not baked. Um, baked. Uh-huh. So I said, okay, I can just translate that into a baked cake. Yeah. And that was the very first one. That's wow. Cr- that's, that's such so a, cool. and it's so interesting to hear someone's like thought process behind it. Cause it doesn't like, if you're not a creative person or you don't really have that intuition to like make, I always say like Mickey mouse things, like yeah. they just figure it out. Like, okay, if right. duct tape works or whatever, yeah. then it's kind of hard for you to understand. Like, how are you going to turn this into a cupcake? And it's funny. I've learned that about myself in this process with my business that I love solving creative problems mm. i never knew that until i was like oh i wish i knew all this and i didn't have to work at an office job and i probably would have done something else that or you know if you would have known like that you did have that that you did enjoy solving creative problems that maybe you would have still worked in an office but like in a t- totally different like yeah. another area because that is a need people yeah. that's a business in itself girl I wish I knew that. I know. But then again, you know, everything that I've done so far has led me to where I am. Yeah, exactly. Can't complain about the journey either. No, for sure. So, can I also ask you, like, when was that moment when you made the switch from working your full time job to like committing yourself one hundred to Viva Los Cupcakes? I got laid off. (laughs) Oh, so it just. I I mean, I got laid off, but it was really at the end of my rope. I I hate it. I was miserable. Like. I don't want to go to work. Like, you know, when you're dreading going to work. Mm-hmm. I think, did I cry once? I think I cried once. I was like realizing, you know, on a Friday night or something. Or no, I'm sorry, on a on a Sunday night. Like, oh my God, tomorrow's Monday and I have to go to work. Oh. Like, I don't want to go to work. Yeah. You know? But it was just, just like, I don't enjoy doing this work. I don't enjoy sitting on this desk. Like, I hate this report. Like, I hate all this work. Not the people, not yeah. like my coworkers. It was the work that I was doing, the fact that I'm on a desk and it's just mind numbing at all. So I was already at the end of my rope and then there was layoffs. A bunch of people got laid off in other departments, which happens very often in those type of jobs. Um, and I was one of them and I was like, I remember feeling happy. Wow. Like, <laughs> like I literally felt like a load was off my shoulders. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, universe, awesome. I'm just going to go, you know, deep into my cupcakes and <laughs> yeah. see what happens. And I mean, and I used unemployment money, really. Like, that's how I survived. That's how I made that wow. happen. So you funded then your business with, like, your unemployment money. Whatever I had saved. And, like, did you start doing events, like, catering? Like, what was the first, like, money-making move? Um. Yeah. Well, I had to figure out, I have to sell these cupcakes somewhere. <laughs> you know, and that's just... Word of mouth, which I had been doing, word of mouth. Um, but I'm like, I have to actively, like, I need to generate some income to uh, to keep myself alive somehow. Um, so someone had invited me, randomly, someone had invited me to an art event at a bar. But invited me as a guest, like, oh, come check this out, because they were showing their artwork or whatever. Um, and I remember the very first one was a Frida Kahlo event. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, first I was like, oh, that's really awesome. And then I was like, wait a minute. This is an event with art and it's Frida Kahlo and it's all Mexican. So I'm like, oh, I could probably take my cupcakes here. And I couldn't make it to that one. But I sent um, cupcakes to the guy that was in charge uh-huh. with my friend. I said, I'm like, can you give it to them? And, and I'll ask him, like, hey, these are my cupcakes. Like, do you think I can sell them there? And he was like, oh, yeah, like, totally cool about it. Yeah, yeah, come down. You know, it's a little bar. 
Mouse Bar in South LA. Uh uh. On Hill. Um, so uh, the next event after that was Dia de los Muertos. And I was like, okay, even more better. Even yeah. more better. <laughs> uh, it was perfect. So I did that event. And I mean, it started off, you know, like, yeah, I sold some or whatever. But at least I got my foot in the door and I sold yeah. some. Yeah. And then I just started doing every other event they had there because they let me sell there. Yeah. So then I just started looking for whoever will let me sell their cupcakes at yeah. their event. And a lot of these art events, you know, it's underground. It's like inside a bar or in the patio or whatever. So it doesn't really, it's not a big deal. Um, not like you don't have to deal with permits or health or department or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It was like whoever could have me that I could sell my cupcakes, that's where I would go. And I mean, at the beginning, it was just me. Like I would bake them, I would package them, I would. I would take three dozens. <laughs> As we joke with my husband, and I would take three. Like I could carry everything in one, like in in one sitting. Like it was a bag and another bag in my table that was four feet, so I could put it under my under wow. my arm. Like I could just carry everything in. Um, was it already called Viva Los Cupcakes yeah. at that point? From the be- from the beginning, it was already Viva Los Cupcakes. So I, I honestly don't remember how I came up with the name. Like, I don't remember. It's so perfect. It was just kind of like, oh, we have all those cupcakes. Because I just remember thinking it should be something that is, you know, Latino, Mexican, because that's what I do. But it should be able to pronounce it for yeah. non-Spanish mm. speakers. And I don't, I don't know. I just kind of remember Viva Los Okay, that works. Okay. You can say Viva. And cupcakes, well, there it is. So. Yeah. I feel like that's what happens when you have, like, the best ideas or something. It's just so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. it, there's really not much thought behind it. It's just like, well, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, like, this yeah. is what it needs to be. I love it. That's so cool because I know there's a lot of people who are, like, you know, they'll see you at Smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. Or they'll see you at, like, other these really big events and they're just like, how can I be there? Like, but there's a process. There's a growth yeah. to it, right? You oh, don't, for sure. You just, like you said, you literally are just like where whoever will have me, wherever they'll have me. Like, I'm just there. And I did, I mean, I literally, I remember some people telling me, you're everywhere because I w- they would see me at every other event. And I was like, girl, I got to pay my bills. Mm-hmm. I am going to be everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, I did every event I was invited to. And a lot of them were terrible. A lot of them, there was like, Nobody showed up. Oh. Like, we were outside. It was cold. It was dark. Nobody was interested. You know. But then Girl. there were the... Yeah. There, <laughs> then there were some of the events that were really amazing. And some of them where we got to meet people who, you know, produced events that were bigger. And, uh, yeah. And I feel like I was just talking to somebody about that yesterday. Because they were like, you you were super busy. Because I just started like a year and like mm-hmm. three months ago. Yeah. So this past year for me, I'm, I'm like, I feel it so hard because I literally just was everywhere mm-hmm. as anywhere possible that I could be. And I think in the beginning, if you're selling kind of like what we're doing, mm-hmm. like we're in the food industry yeah. and we are like circuiting the, like the vendor spaces, like we have to go everywhere and yeah. be everywhere because it's like... It's almost like it's needed to like expand like our brand. Yeah, and and doing events is it's PR. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're also trying to make a living, but and it makes sense meet, with our our business. Yeah, you meet so many people. You get to go to different cities, which means people from different cities yeah. will meet you. Yeah, 
um, it's it's a must, and it's all trial and error. I mean, you yep. end up figuring out which events work for you, which yep. don't. Who are who is your crowd and who isn't? You know, it's it's you have and set up and like how much product you should yeah. take, like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You just trial and error, like you said, for sure. Mm-hmm. That's I feel you. <laughs> Do you remember like the turning point when things kind of just like exploded for you? Mm. Or has it always just been gradual? I want to say it's been gradual for me mm-hmm. because even though we got to do early on like big events, it wasn't like explosion. Um, we were doing these little like bars and little like random places where they would invite us. I did one, I did two um, LA art walks. Mm. And the LA art walk is not so great for me because I need to well the way it works now I need to find somewhere where they'll have me as food vendor mm-hmm. and most of the time it's food trucks not yep. like booths so at the time that I did it at the Alexandria Hotel I had like this huge open space and it was like jam-packed with vendors so a friend was like yeah, yeah just come in with me you know one of those yeah. <laughs> and I set up the first it was packed with people we set up and we were sold out in like an hour i mean mind you i only had like three dozens okay um but there was so many people so the second time we did it we took more cupcakes and again we were out we were gone out of cupcakes like really quickly but that time someone who i guess was one of the directors or in charge was like you can't have food here which is totally understandable but I was like, yeah, no problem. I'm done already. <laughs> you know, and I was already done. I was picking up. But that day, I met someone who was producing an event, um, and we went and did his event. And at that event, I met someone who produced La Feria. Well, not produced, but was involved with La Feria de los Moles. Oh wow! Um, which is a huge festival, like thirty thousand people. And this, and two years ago, they had seventy thousand people. Oh my god! Um, and they were like, "We want to get you in." You know, I'm, I bring something so different, and I have, but I have something so traditional with mm-hmm. a twist, right? Yeah. So that was our very first like huge event. I've never done a community event like that before. I was only wow. doing like these little random places. So I had to figure out, oh, my gosh, I have to produce, like, a ton of cupcakes. Where am I going to do it? I need a kitchen. I need, you know, and it was really expensive to be there, too. Like, compared to, like, all these other little things we've been doing. 20 bucks, 40 bucks. Oh, man, this was, like, a ton of money. So thankfully, we knew someone who owned a bakery, like a little bakery, and they were so amazing to let us borrow their space for two days. And, um... I made 800 cupcakes. Zam. Uh, which is like nothing compared to what we make now. But I made 800 cupcakes for the very first Mola Festival pretty much by myself. And now that I'm thinking about it, and I, I'm like, why didn't I get help? It's stupid. Like, <laughs> dumb. I, it, you know what? That's the other thing, too, as beginners that we don't think about is asking for help. Yeah. Mm. And we're like, no, I can do this by myself. I'm like, no, nah, you can't. But he, uh, my husband helped me a bit. Um, and the owner of the bakery helped me a little bit, but I could probably say like 80, almost 90% of, I did by myself. Letting go is the like, hardest part. Like yeah. letting go of the control. Right. I can tell. Right. But once you realize that you have to let go of some control in order to grow, 
it's like it doesn't feel as bad. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel as bad because you're limiting yourself. You know, like I have to let this go so I can continue to grow in this other area. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that was the very first one, and because we were at the Mole Festival and we were something so different, um, they wanted us to be with them for their TV appearances. Uh-huh. So we were on Despierta America. Um, we were such a new thing that it was right in front of the table. Like the hosts kept, you know, grabbing it. Oh, this year, La Feria de los Moles, you know, un tamal con mole cupcake. What? And they would bite it. They made, you know, so my my That's mom and a lot of ladies who watch like this Pierta America in the mornings were like, I saw you, you know. Aww. But um, from there, it's just, I realized I need to do bigger events. Like, because I remember at the time I had no permits yet. I had no permits. And I kept kind of going back and forth with, should I get a cottage food permit? Because it's really easy. Like, that's, like, relatively inexpensive. But that limits you. Yeah. You can only do farmer's markets. You can only do events that let you have that. So uh, any other, like, food festival or community festival that's on the street that requires a health permit, that's not going to fly there. So I kept telling to myself, like, no, I need to be able to do these big events. So I never got the cottage food permit. I just skipped over to just full on getting permits. I signed up with the kitchen. And I mean, and you meet other food vendors and stuff. Yep. So, But it's so overwhelming at the beginning and it's so intimidating. Yeah. Because you have like no clue. And a misconception that a lot of people have of me is that I'm a pastry chef or a chef. Mm-hmm. I'm none of that. I'm just the girl with an idea. I'm like, I, I always think that. I'm the idea person. And I mean, I love to bake and I love to cook and stuff, but... I'm self-taught completely. You know, I, I wouldn't that. last a day in those. A lot of people thought that I was going to participate in the MasterChef Latino. I was like, girl, no, I'm just there <laughs> supporting it. I'm just there supporting it. I'm like, yeah, I can make some stuff. But <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know. What I is mean, this? look what you've made so far. Don't underestimate yourself, girl. You yeah, can totally and, and that's do what that. I tell everyone. Like, I fake it till I make it. Like, a lot of stuff, I don't know what I'm doing. I just look at Google. Yeah, <laughs> I just look it up. I just YouTube a video. Shout how do I Google make this? Search. I just have the ideas, and I have to figure out how to make them happen. Yes. Wow. That's it. <laughs> I think, like, a common theme that, like, Lucia and I talk about is, like, you know, like, you have a really impressive following, and I feel like people always think that, like, wow, like, she has it all put together. She must have, like, several kitchens and corporate offices and, like, um, but it's never really like that. Never. <laughs> so can you kind of talk about oh, also, yeah. like, like, how have things changed for you? Like, you have a team now. Like, you have mm-hmm. people that you can rely on. Like, how has that changed? Um... Yeah, thankfully, my goodness. Um, well, I started with one helper. Like, okay, I need one person because, oh my gosh, it just it just got to the point where, like, I have to make so many cupcakes. I can't do it all by myself. Let's, you know, do eight jobs in one. You guys know how that goes. <laughs> um, so I got one helper. And then it just became a need for, we need more help. We need to produce more. Um, and so we have right now three, there's a, a team of three in the kitchen. Um, and then there's, uh, someone else who preps, does a lot of prep stuff at our headquarters, AKA my parents' house. Um, so whatever prep, whatever we can get ahead, um, done happens at my parents' house. Um, or, or finishing touches. Like there's a lot of details on a cupcake that can't be there 
like the night before or mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you know it this girl starts at four in the morning or um like little things like you know like a decoration that will wilt by the time we go to the event uh, things that happen at the end uh, uh, finishing touches yeah that happen there or packaging or everything else happens at my parents and it's her and also my mom my mom helps me too uh i'm like my mom stamps the boxes and put stickers on the little boxes <laughs> that's my mom's work <laughs> um and then my dad randomly you know i'll send him to pick up merchandise or whatever or my dad will be home. My dad's retired, so he'll be home. I'm like, Dad, someone is picking up an order. <laughs> Make sure you give oh it to my them. Gosh, yes. Yeah. And then my husband, of course, he's he's on an internship. <laughs> uh, he gets paid one cupcake a week. Oh, nice. And I keep telling him, I will tell you when you're ready. But you're still an intern. <laughs> I love it. I think it's definitely something to be said that we like. There's a lot of moving parts behind oh, like yeah. the person and help, like a lot of help. There's a, and know, a lot of his family like members help. have also yep. helped. They, his mom and his sisters have helped me in the kitchen and at the booths too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love so that. Sweet. They're on my place too. <laughs> People really don't understand the behind the no. scenes. It is a. It's like a. It is a definitely community effort, whether that's, like, friends, family, people that you've met. Like, I know Patty has used a lot of, like, friends that were photographers Mm -hmm. or dabbling in photography or modeling and stuff to, like, help with her products. And, like, I use my husband a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Like, he'll help me be, like, the muscle and, like, my my cousin. And, like, so we Mm -hmm. definitely, like, it's not just whoever is, like, the face of it. It's a lot of people behind yeah. the scenes and, and, and it's just it's, and it's just not the end product because then there's everything behind the scenes of being a business mm-hmm. and uh we joke you know like oh i have this one job i'm like no i have eight jobs you know yeah, other yeah. I, I got rid of some of them but you know i i think i have a list i wrote them somewhere i'm like at the time i was a baker um, you know, I'm like, I'm customer service. I'm an accountant. Marketing. I'm marketing. I'm social media. Yes, um, girl. All know, of that. I'm, which are full-time roles yes, at other are. companies. Exactly. So basically, we should, we need to earn ourselves like nine different salaries. Yeah. For real. And at the time, <laughs> I counted. I had eight jobs. Um, so, and, and, and I was, you know, as I was saying, at some point I knew I need to get out of the kitchen. So that I can focus more on business and creating business for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that had to happen. And then the baby came. So it was more of like, it was already, I was already working on it. But then she was like, you have a deadline now. Yeah. <laughs> you make this happen. Yeah. So. Things kind of just come into your path that like yeah. kind of force you yeah. to yeah. do and jump on the things that you've been planning to do. Yeah. Okay. So, so can I also ask like, because I've been doing Hija de Tu Madre for like a little over a year and I just mm-hmm. recently officially hired someone to help me so Yay. now thank you <laughs> so now my role is different yeah. and I get to do get to focus like what you said like on expansion mm-hmm. and growth so how long did it take you how many years to get you to like change your role so you're not as hands-on in the kitchen um I realized it from the first maybe two years I knew it I knew it by year two, like, I need to get out of the kitchen. Like, I need to... Also because I I could see the need in, like, the other departments. Like, I need to work on business. And also because, like I mentioned before, I'm not a pastry chef. I'm not a chef. I'm the idea person. I'm the businesswoman. 
And that's mm-hmm. really how I feel. Like I am the business maker. I am the idea, the idea producer. Mm-hmm. And although I love baking and I love creating, I feel like now I, I noticed that from the, from, I, like I said, from like year two, um, and I felt like I need to get people on my team that can produce the ideas that I have so yeah. that we can continue growing, continue doing, you know, new things. Because I have a lot of ideas, you guys. <laughs> we're limited. We're limited yeah. on what we can do. So, um, but it's taken up to year five. We're five years old now. Wow. That's um, awesome. I love that. And it's, it's, it's finally settling there. I mean, I still have a million other jobs I'm doing, yeah. which now it's funny. Now the focus for me, my goal for my business right now um, is I need my business to make enough so I can pay an accountant. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's my goal. Like, I hate that kind of work with yeah. a passion like it's paperwork it's numbers it's reports I'm like I hate it that's not what I want to do so my focus now really is I want to make sure I love what I do so I want to make sure that I'm doing the things that I love because those are the things I'm good at yeah I don't want to be stuck doing the accounting because I hate it yeah. and I'm not going to be good at it yeah which is what's happening now let me tell you I'm still working <laughs> on tax stuff oh I hate it um so you know I'm like what do I, I loved creating I love you know talking to people um so those are the things I want to stick to which is you know the team's already in the kitchen and uh I still have the creative input in it that's something I never want to lose like I I'm involved in all the recipe are most of the well all of the recipes are my creations yeah I just tell the girls you know I want it like this, like that. And sometimes I draw, like I draw a little thing of how the cupcake should look like. I posted some of yeah, them. Like I've a little it. line drawing, like this is how it's supposed to look. I was give it to the girls and they, they get it done, you know. I'm a well, visual person too. I like yeah. to draw things out for mm-hmm. sure. So like you're still coming up with recipes all the oh, time yeah. and like all these ideas that you have <laughs> the in February your February flavor of the month is fun, you guys. I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's fun. Uh, also, can we just talk about how, like, people travel so far. They do. And then they get disappointed because oh you gosh. sell out so fast. Yeah. But I'm sure it that happens. must hurt. Like, you yes. don't want to disappoint anyone. But, like, whoa, you yeah. drove so far just it's to crazy. try my cupcakes. It is crazy. And, I mean, and I feel terrible. But sometimes you really don't know how to gauge, yeah. like, how much the crowd yeah. will yeah. be. But yeah, a lot of the people that do get their hands on cupcakes, oh my gosh. You know why they, though? Because you're very unique. Like right. you're not you're not like anything else that's <laughs> no. out there. Yeah. And it's very intentional in what you're doing. You're a meaningful specific. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what we're trying to like yeah. talk about. And like how do you stay focused on that? Because let like like we said, let's be real. Cupcakes are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's still like even though the major cupcake trend yeah. kind of like died down yeah, a little it bit, it's still a pretty saturated yeah. field that you're in. Someone just asked me that too. How do you but stay the, yeah. like? How do you stay focused and like? Okay, I'm not gonna just go out and do red velvet right. and was it tuxedo or whatever it is <laughs> called. Like I'm still gonna be me. I'm gonna be yeah. a specific. Mm-hmm. And how do you like? How do you stay? Because I'm sure you get requests like, oh, do you do this? Yeah, like, I do. You're like, no, I don't because a million other people do that. Like, how yeah. do you stay confident behind being a very specific brand? Yeah. Well, um, I, from the, excuse me, from the beginning, I wanted to make sure that we were a niche, that we were something different, something different from everything else out there. And 
um, when Viva Los Cupcakes was born as a Mexican cupcake company, um, I decided that's what we're sticking to. That's who we are. Um, and everything that I, I wanted to do with it was revolving around who we are, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's what I know. It's the flavors that I know. It's the flavors that I grew up with. It's, it's a connection to my roots, yeah. too, uh, which I love because even people, I love to see people who've never tried mole in their life before mm-hmm. don't have my cupcake. And I'm hoping that maybe they'll try the food, too. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm hoping that this opens up for people who are not familiar with our food, that this opens up their curiosity mm-hmm. to try our food, you know, and some of the ingredients that I have in there. Um, and, and and also it it sparks conversation because a lot of people would come and I'll have the Jamaica cupcake and I go, oh, Jamaica. And I was like, no, it's Jamaica. <laughs> and then we'll just have a conversation of how did Jamaica even get to Mexico or what it's oh. popular there. or It's called Jamaica for a reason. Like it maybe came from actually the the island of Jamaica. <laughs> you know, I, That's awesome. But it just sparks conversation or, you know, especially with the mole cupcake. Then we'll talk about, you know, the actual dish and how it came about and its roots from Puebla, Mexico and I love that kind of conversation. And something that stuck with me recently is um, uh, Fernando from Laguilaguetza was talking about how the way people um, view a food is the way they view a culture. So their regard for the food is going to be the same regard for that culture. Mm. And that stuck in my brain so much because it's so true. If you respect you know, the food, you're going to respect that culture, or at least have that That is so true. Mm -hmm. That is, I just had like a little aha moment. That is so true. (laughs) Exactly. When he said those words, I was like, yeah. I mean, yeah, because we really romanticize like Italian culture, Mm -hmm. French culture, because the food is so high regarded. It's like cuisine of cuisine. Like it is, you know, in the, Mm -hmm. in the food industry, it's like highly regarded. That's ugly. That's, yeah. I just See? had that little <laughs> <laughs> so true and I think that also connects back to like just like how people like everything's so Eurocentric like the finer things yeah. are European mm-hmm. and like Mexican French. food is like food of the people so it's like uh, whatever right. but like people don't understand like the craftsmanship that goes behind these mm-hmm. dishes and the history so Karina we've all kind of seen that there's other little businesses (laughs) on Instagram. I think that's where we get all of our inspirations. (laughs) Who are very much inspired, if that's the right word to use, by your work. So Mm -hmm. how do you deal with businesses who kind of definitely are inspired, (laughs) a.k.a. have copied you? Yeah, I've seen a couple of them. And my answer is, you're welcome. (laughs) Send me a royalty check. (laughs) No, I mean, really, there's nothing we can do when it comes to food. You can't copyright, you can't trademark recipes. They're just considered trade secrets. So that's pretty much it. You just, you know, you got to keep doing your own thing. Do your best. Forget the rest. Yeah. Do Do you, you. boo-boo. Exactly. Do your own thing. Like, they can copy your product, but they can't copy your business idea. Exactly. Your your story. And you already have, yeah, you know, if you already have a following and people know who you are and what you do, that's it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. good advice. And I it, actually, I'll just real quick. It's really funny because people will tag me on those on no those way. other businesses. People will tag me on those other businesses, going, "Oh my god, is this people as cupcakes?" And I'm like, "Nah, girl, that's not us." Uh, but 
But, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What do you... So, like, we're kind of closing things out here. Um, I guess we would like to kind of get an insight in your big vision. Like, do you have... What are some big goals or um, where do you see, like, Viva Los Cupcakes? Like, the big picture. This year, <laughs> um, we need our shop. It's It's been long overdue. I'm like, this is a year. This is going to happen. Like, we're working on it, like, right now. Oh, my gosh. I'm yeah. so excited. We need to have a shop where y'all can come in. And, yeah, we can. There's so many can ideas. Can we have a Viva Los Cupcakes reality show? <laughs> sure. That would oh be gosh. amazing. <laughs> like, there's all these reality shows with these other bakers. Like, why wouldn't you be able to do a reality show right? based off of you starting your show, like, hey. opening your shop? A Spanish version. Right. Hey. Telemundo. Telemundo, my head. Telemundo, what's up? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Make it happen. Sure. Make it well, happen. the other thing that is, I, I'm putting it out into the universe, even though it's, like, top secret, but I'm putting it out, universe, that it will happen. This is my three-year plan, or two-year, because I thought about it last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to do a book. I want to do a cupcake book. Oh my god! I, it's a must. It's um, I I have people on Facebook that message me and they're like, I'm I li- I'm Mexican and I live in Budapest, <laughs> and I can't wait till I visit because I need to come try your cupcakes. Aww. And I'm like, people from like random places, so either in the U.S. or in other parts of the world. And I thought, you know what? Let's do a book because all those people like for whatever reason can't visit us, can't have what we do. I'm like they could have it at home. Yeah. <gasps> That's, that's genius. Awesome. Bringing Viva's cupcakes we have to people's to. homes. There's books it. for everything. Like, there should be a book of our stuff. Yes, there definitely should be. Um, okay, our last question is that we ask all of our guests is, who's your hefa crush? <laughs> My like, if you have, like, a girl boss, I guess a lady boss in mind, who inspires you? Who is it? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. There's Past so or many. present, whoever. <laughs> um, you know who I love? Like my woman crush Wednesday or every day. Um, her name is um, Catherine Sabbath. And she's from Australia, actually. Oh. But she um, she was a history teacher, an art history teacher who started baking at home and started baking this awesome, incredibly wild things. And she herself is very quirky and very fashionable uh, in a way that's not streamlined. I connect to so much because everything she does. I is, think you've posted her yeah, cakes before. I or have. Something like that. She's amazing. Like she, like it blows my brain. Like everything <laughs> she does is because I have a quirky way of thinking of things, and yeah. and I connect to her so much. She's so creative and so out of the normal of what we think a cake should look like. Or wow. everything. have you ever talked to her? I on Instagram messages. She actually visited LA, oh, okay. and I was working that weekend. I was like, ah. I'm like, I could take you to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> but I gave her some tips and like where to visit and what to do or whatever. Oh. I have her book. Oh my gosh, I have her book. I need to post a picture of it. I haven't even, but what she does, it's like blows my brain every time. Wow. So you know how like you're super excited about her? I can see like you light <laughs> up. Like there's just a different yeah. like presence. Isn't it 
blow your mind that people look at you that way it's so <laughs> yeah. true like your people's inspiration and then their inspiration has inspiration it's we so all connect right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well we all have to have that for each other you know yeah totally i always i always i always everyone that i meet that asks me oh my gosh how do you do this how do you like i love to tell them like what i've been through and what I know and share the knowledge because I was there at some point. Yeah. I didn't know where to go, what to look for, what to ask. And I started at a time where there wasn't a lot of what is now. Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of it. Like I've been seeing it, you know, grow mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and pop up. But I was so lost. I'm like, where do I go? Who to ask? Like, especially like all the legal and health department oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. with food. It's Ugh, complicated. It's so much, but... Wow. We love you so much. Thank, Thank you, guys. you for doing this. <laughs> Thank you for coming and being Thank our first like me. guest and just sharing everything that you all your knowledge and experience and passion. Um where can people find you if they don't already know? <laughs> like Well, find me on Instagram at Viva Los Cupcakes for sure. Um, we also have a website, uh, which is in the process of getting updated, you guys. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but it's Viva Los Cupcakes. Uh, all of our handles are Viva Los Cupcakes. Okay. Facebook, Instagram, and VivaLosCupcakes.com. And, of course, on the weekends here in L.A., you find us at the Flower Market on Saturdays and at Smorgasburg, L.A. on Sundays. And you can find those addresses and hours on the website as well. Woo! Go get your cupcakes. Thank you Thank so you much, guys. Karina. Bye. Bye.